Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Ways to Live podcast. This is Vanessa. Thanks so much for being here again. Um, happy Tuesday. And guess what? Today is, uh, well, first of all, today we're talking about communication. And Josh and I, we take a lot of pride in our communication. I think as a couple, we really want to have like the best relationship that we can have. And we've had really (laughs) uh, funny and hard times with our communication, just like I think every couple has, because it's something everyone has to work on. And uh, we're going to tell you guys some of our funny stories uh, and uh, even just like times that we were just bad (laughs) at it. And then uh, today in our episode, and then we're going to give you our three tips that have helped us. And I really think that if you guys like use these things, then it will improve whatever relationship you're in, um, like drastically. I actually graduated from UVU in communications and it was fun as I was studying this topic to remember some of the, just remember those things that I studied in school and how it, it applies in business. It applies in your relationships. And most importantly, I think like if you're with someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you got to make sure there's systems in place to make that work. So, but before I get started, I, uh, I guess first Josh say hi, because today's Tuesday and it's his birthday. So everyone, if you're listening, if you want to wish him happy birthday, go ahead and do that. But birthday boy, say hi. Hello everyone. Same every week. Thank you for the birthday wishes. (laughs) And for those who didn't wish me happy birthday, I forgive you. Oh, so funny. Um, okay, so first, before we get into this, I wanted to list a few things that you guys might not know about Josh, uh, just for fun, for his birthday. And he didn't know I was going to do this, so it's just kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I might laugh at some of these because they're kind of funny. So the first one, he was actually planning on going to med- school, medical school and being a doctor. We haven't really talked much about that, but he had like over 60 credits of school work of pre-med uh before and then he switched uh to what is it a business and finance and then went into venture capital and made like this really big switch and we might tell that story later but yeah he was gonna be a doctor um as a kid he played diablo on his computer which i don't know why that's so funny to me um he had a baby seal stuffed animal that he loved when he was a kid which is like one of the cutest things ever I don't know why (laughs) like if you know Josh and you just know that he had a baby seal stuffed animal why don't everybody like that should be more popular that's like the cutest thing ever it was the cutest little white seal and I loved it so I miss it sometimes I don't know where it went so cute um he's six foot six um, most of you probably know Josh, but for those of you that don't, he's really tall. Um, one thing that's funny about Josh is he can hear a car driving, literally just hear it. Like we don't even see it and he knows what car it is. I've, there's only been one time that I feel like you've ever seen a car and we live in Utah and like Salt Lake and he'll like hear a car and see it and be like, Oh, that's a Nissan six, five, 1000 whatever it is I don't even know what they are ever I don't even know how it makes sense but anyways there's only been one time I remember him he was like oh I don't know what car that is and it's really bothering me 
but yeah, he's really he's a car guy. Um, he throws money down when we're going out to eat, and sometimes that makes me sick, like on our honeymoon and stuff. Seriously, I still get sick about how much money Josh spent on like one meal for us there, but that was like a big priority for him. Um, he gets up every weekend with Jeter so I can sleep in. That is like one of the nicest things ever. Like, oh, it's, it's seriously the best. Um, and he's helped me so much with Jeter as far as sleep goes. Um, he loves lottery tickets. Like he always wants to stop and get a lottery ticket, which is so weird to me, <laughs> but what we do. It's is- fun. <laughs> For drives every hour, you scratch a lottery ticket to see if you made money that time. I just don't know, like, how you win at those things. It's just... You just have to be persistent. And you still end up losing a lot of money, but it's okay. It's fun. <laughs> um. So he's, like, also the most honest and good person I know. Literally, everyone that knows him is, like, kind of shocked at how uh, just good of a person he is, honestly. Uh it's just it's really nice um he looks oh yeah this is one of my favorite things like whenever he talks to homeless people he always like looks them in the eyes like shakes their hands and talks to them like they're a real person which a lot of people or at least me like it's sometimes it's hard because I just feel bad and so I don't know but he always like just looks him right in the eyes and gives him something if he has it um Okay, last two things. We talk about this all the time. He's super go with the flow. Like the most go with the flow person ever. Like things don't even stress him out. He just like, he can just turn on a dime and it's like one of the most admirable things to me. Um, And then <laughs> when I was like dating him, someone that I wanted to be with like forever, I wanted them to have like a similar testimony of like God and the church that, um, that we're a part of. Uh. I wanted them to have that, but at the same time also, like, not mind if I swore every once in a while or watch the Kardashians, you know what I mean? And uh, not get mad at me or judge me about that, and that's how he is. So um, he was, like, a good mix for me. Thank you. <laughs> that was really kind of you. <laughs> He's like, okay. So now let's get into it. All of our communication highs and lows stories. I don't know if Josh knew that we were going to, I was going to bring this one up, but I wanted to tell you guys the story. This is, I think, probably one of the communication lows of our whole relationship. And it's kind of funny because it was a pretty big moment, but we were dating and uh, Josh was like, Okay, at the beginning of our relationship, I think Josh really kind of struggled to communicate, honestly. <laughs> and um, and I was, I'm actually pretty good usually at reading people. And so I knew that he was kind of struggling to maybe communicate his feelings or even open up at all. And I just like kind of wanted to like be patient and try and help him like, you know, do that. And this was so hard for me to understand, but I'm glad that I ended up like understanding what he was meaning. But we were in the car driving from Island Park back to my parents' house in uh, out just outside Rexburg. And uh, we were talking about like our relationship. And then Josh just looks at me and he goes, 
I just feel like you're waiting for me to tell you that I love you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that again. He said, I just feel like you're waiting for me to tell you that I love you. And, um, yeah, so I got really mad at Josh. Just, like, right there in the car, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, of course I was, like, hoping that maybe that would happen, you know, but he made it sound like he didn't want to tell me that he loved me and that I was like acting like I was just like waiting for that to happen and it made me so mad. I remember I like got mad at you in the car and I was like no like I'm not waiting um in fact like this and this and but were you waiting? Just out of curiosity, were you wanting me? Well, to no, you? yeah, like, like that's what I said. I, I, I of course, like, was hoping that sometime you would say that, but it's not like I was like, oh, please say it. Like, I think, and looking back, and we've talked about this five or six times. Mm-hmm. Really, what it was was I was trying to like DTR and figure out where you were. It was like, yeah. okay, if I say I love you, are you gonna say it back? Because I think. Yeah. My biggest fear was just you not saying it back. So I'm like, well, I wonder if she's, I don't know. It was bad. It was. So I think what he was trying to say, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you were trying to say, like, do you want me to tell you that I love you? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Honestly, no. I remember just thinking, like, okay, I want to tell her I love her, but I don't want to not hear it back. So. Yeah. So that's why, yeah, that's why you wanted to know, like. That's if why you you were to trying to like back is really yeah. what it was. I wanted to which is not okay back. because you weren't being open to being vulnerable, and so it just like made it like when you say say I love you to someone, I feel like you have to be okay with knowing that they might not say it back. You know. I agree, but then you have that shirt that says "I love you." Say it back. And that was my biggest fear is that you wouldn't say what a, Okay. Okay. Oh, shout look, out to Lonely Ghost, I guess. Look, I was definitely at fault there. And the funny thing was the moment I said it, I knew that I had said it wrong, what I was trying to say. Yeah. Josh has done that multiple times. Okay. So I guess moral of that story is um, sometimes there's uh, people you're going to be communicating with that are just like, they're trying to say something else. And you have to really look at like the atten- in- intention of the person and I think judge them off of that rather than maybe what came out of their mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I hate talking about that story because I feel so embarrassed by it. I know. Um, so Josh and I wanted to give you guys like some tip, uh, our, our three tips. Um, and we'll tell you some more stories like as we as we talk about this. But the first tip that I want to talk about and that I think has actually been the biggest key for us in our relationship is to figure out what you need and tell them at a time when things are safe. So here's a story to like kind of demonstrate that, I guess. I I don't know if I've told this story before on an earlier podcast, but there was a time when I had a warrant out for my arrest. Um, so what happened was I got in a car accident. 
I married a fugitive and I love it. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is I got in a car accident like in the summer and then I didn't realize that the cops gave me a ticket. Like they gave me all these papers for like insurance and blah, blah. And there was a ticket in there. And apparently I missed like the paper that had like a ticket. And um, so I never paid it. And then fall comes around and I was in my apartment. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I was by myself or Josh was there, but I don't think Josh was there, huh? Or you were. Mm -hmm. So I got a call from like this random number. And for some reason I answered it because I usually don't answer. But they answered and they're like, it's the police. Like, where, where are you at? And I was like, uh, so I like tell them like my address. And I was like, I literally had no clue what it was going to be about. And they were like, we have a warrant out for your arrest. Like we're coming to come get you. And I literally didn't even know why, like until they got there and there was two guys and I was crying and Josh was down there and his friend, Jeremy, our friend, Jeremy was with us. And, uh, yeah, they were like, you had this ticket and, um, you didn't pay it. And the thing that was weird to me was like I never got any warning or anything or I I was so confused about that. Like I I asked them too. I was like I don't know how that was okay, but anyways, they said you can either pay us. It was like was it $400 or $500? It was like 400. It was probably like 450, I think is what it was, which was funny cuz the ticket was only like 80 bucks. Yeah, it was so sad. Anyways, and I didn't have that much money then, and I was trying to pay for stuff for the wedding. But they were like, you have to pay us like $450 in cash or go spend a night in jail and then pay or $450 in cash. And we're not going to leave your side until we have the money. And so Josh had to go to the bank and like in my name like and pull out $450, right? Did you pull it out of my, you pulled it out of my mm -hmm. account. Yeah. And so I stayed there and just cried while Jer my friend Jeremy was there. Anyways, he came back and like, I get really mad at myself when I do stupid stuff like that. And I was just really mad at myself that that all happened. And then, you know, mad that I lost the money. So I came back and I was just crying. Like I cried really, really, really hard. I think that was the hardest Josh had ever seen me cry. We were dating at this point. And, um, Anyways, like I was so mad too that I was like kind of just pushing Josh away and I was just, I don't know, I just wanted to push and like be mad, you know, and uh, he and so I kept telling him to leave and he left and then I was sad that he had left, you know, and uh, later I thought about it and I was like, I was like mad at him that he had left and then I was like, okay, but you can't be mad because you told him to leave and so then I realized like, if you want him to be act different in the next time something like this happens, you need to tell him. And so like a day went by or whatever. And I, I told him, I was like, Hey, you know how I like, I was really like sad and upset. And I told you that I wanted you to leave. And then when you left, like I was sad. So next time, like, I promise you, like when I'm really mad and sad and I'm going to maybe say like, just like, I want to be by myself. Just know that I actually don't want to be by myself. I actually want you to be there with me and like, you know, however you can. Like, I just, I don't, I don't like to be left alone personally. And so then the next time something happened, Josh like showed up and he stayed and he's done that ever since, honestly. And so, yeah. So I was wondering like, has that been hard for you to understand or like, 
I don't know. What was that like for you? Well, I think for guys, one thing we understand is we don't understand women, right? And we don't understand, we won't understand until whoever the, the girl is tells us what they need, honestly. Because every guys think of everything logically. Okay, if she wants me to leave, I'll leave, right? If she wants this, I'll get her this, right? But women's minds are very different from guys in the fact that they say something but could mean something completely different. Yeah, and we'd expect you to know what that was. Yeah, and and I I didn't know that until we talked about it, and I'm glad we did because... I think in that aspect, I've been a lot better um, in knowing, okay, you you say something, but you more than likely mean something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's been, I was really glad you actually told me that after that incident, because who knows, I might have never came back if you didn't tell me to come back. You know what I mean? You mean... In like a, okay. I could still be gone, right? You said go away. That's true. But Literally just leave forever. That would be horrible. Absolutely horrible. But and no. I'd be like, hey, bye, Felicia. <laughs> okay. Deuces. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's like, that's like my number one tip is just figure out like what you want. Like when something bad happens in your communication, like, a trigger goes off, like you get in a fight, like whatever, figure out like what would have made that better and like what you actually needed or wanted or what you were trying to say or what any, anything like that. And then when the situation is safe, if like set up a situation where you can talk to them and just say, Hey, like this is what I actually needed and if we could do it like this I know that it will like take off stress and like it will be a lot better from now on Mm -hmm. so yeah um okay so the next thing and Josh and I have actually been pretty good about this like learning about this and everything since before we got married um but it's just learning each other's love language there's actually a book by John Gottman I'm pretty sure that's his name. Who wrote it? Um, right? Was it John Gottman or was it? I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like it was someone else. But John Gottman is also like a communication specialist. Anyways, um, so there's there's the five love languages. And it's physical touch, uh, quality time, words of affirmation, uh, gifts, and... What am- service. Oh, we forgot acts of service. Okay, so acts of service um, is one of them. I, I probably forget that one because... It's because it's because it's neither of our love languages. Yeah, it really is it. So that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> service. Okay, so um, yeah, just learning learning love languages. Yeah, I think, I don't know. For us, that's been huge because I remember at first I was trying to express love to you in my love languages and kind of going back to the first one, you came to me like, no, I need you to, to show me love in this way. Cause mine's different. And that was huge for us. And I don't think I ever realized that people had different love languages until we kind of went through the book and 
um, really kind of understood that we're different in that sense, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know, it's been fun. We've had some funny stories. There have been countless times where we have had to have this conversation, right? Oh, it is like a reoccurring thing always. Um, I think we both appreciate quality time probably the most of of any other one, but we both like it uh, differently. So, like, I like quality time. Like, I want to have, like, an adventure. Like, I want to be outside. I want to be um, doing things that we both love together. And Josh also really likes that. Um, but his quality time could be like even just watching TV or, um, like we just went golfing and like he likes that. So I feel like it, it has to be like, you have to know what their thing is. And then you also have to know like what they would actually want to do within that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I feel like love languages can even get more specific than just, you know, this is my love language and so anything will work like you have to really study and learn like and know who your person is and like what they like what kind of quality time do they want or what kind of like I don't know if you if it was like physical touch like do they want you to like hold their hand a lot or just stand by them like be like I like when Josh is like standing by me or sitting by me you know stuff like that um so you have to kind of know not not only what their love language is, but you have to learn how to do that love language. <laughs> I know that it's a lot. Like Josh was really stressed out because when we, there's actually love language tests that you can take online. If you just Google like love language quiz, you can Google it. And um, mine pulled up as equal for all of them. And uh, that was really overwhelming to Josh. And I think now that we've like, been together longer I think we realized that mine are more quality time and physical touch and uh Josh's are more quality time and words of affirmation um so yeah that's been good also uh if you're not married or maybe you're a mom or something too I think it's really important to know your friends love languages or even your kids love languages Um, I think that's something that people forget about your kids or your friends experience it the same way too. Like they need love in the way that they want love. It really doesn't just apply to couples for couples. I think it's really important because, you know, there's almost this like option of divorce and people not meeting each other's love languages is like probably the number one thing that causes divorce, you know? Um, or one thing that they weren't doing. And, uh, when you have like a mom or something like that, like most of the time you can't really opt for a divorce. Um, but I think, I don't know, just remember that like your kids have love languages that need to be met and it's important that you know what that is, you know, like how do they know that you love them? Um, they can't just know just because, you know, you hang out or, you're with them all the time or you make them food like maybe that's not their love language um so yeah figure that out um okay the next one that we were going to talk about is okay so um it's it's the toxic type of communication 
Um, you have to figure out like what your toxic type is and work on that. Okay, so I studied um, these in school and these are these are by John Gottman. Honestly, everyone can identify like themselves, I think, in one of these. And Josh and I were reading these yesterday and we both like identified which one is kind of our thing. So I'll just tell you guys what those are really quick and then um, we'll tell you about <laughs> our last funny story, I think, as far as like bad communication goes. Um, so the first one is criticism is what it's called. Um, criticism refers to attacking your partner's character or personality rather than the behavior itself. So it would be like, I feel frustrated. Um, so it's it's different than a complaint. So some people try and get those confused. But criticisms are like when you say, you're so lazy and you never think to help me. Um, a complaint would be, I feel frustrated when you don't help with the kids at bedtime. Um, it's, it's not, that isn't attacking the person. It is just saying like how you feel. Um, the criticism is like attacking the person um, for who they are. A criticism can make the receiver feel assaulted, rejected, and hurt. It makes, it's different from a complaint. Um, so you just have to learn like that difference. And unfortunately, I feel like, ah, <laughs> uh, that's mine. <laughs> I, I think it's because, uh, I think that that has just been like a type of communication that even in my family, we kind of are like, oh, you're so dumb or, you know, something like that. We say something like that. And so I think it's, it's, it's kind of just uh, natural for me, almost that type of communication. So I'll be like, oh, you never do this or that, you know, and that feels vulnerable to say. <laughs> And I, I feel like we're really good at apologizing. Like when I do, I feel really bad. But I don't know. Would you say that's like mine of all these? I I wouldn't say you're as bad as you think you are with that one. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've definitely seen it mm -hmm. in our <laughs> conversations and others. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, so let's see. When you're so to avoid doing that. Um, you want to use I statements rather than you. So like bring it on yourself and not really on them and they'll feel less attacked. So um, just say like I feel or I need and um, yeah, it's just it's a good thing to notice and just switch your language and the way you say it and it will make all the difference. So the next thing is contempt, and that's a passive-aggressive behavior where you show blatant disrespect for your partner. So that would be like, um, it can include sarcasm, name-calling, eye-rolling, mockery, or ridicule. Ridicule. <laughs> ridicule. <laughs> um, the behavior is recognized as the, uh, oh, it's a greatest predictor of divorce. That's uh, scary. So, yeah, it's basically just making the other person feel dumb um the but it says the solution is to do small things often and um, that show ex appreciation gratitude so rather than even focusing on that at all it's just like focus on doing good things and showing appreciation um for your partner it says the more positive um you feel towards your relationship the less likely you'll feel 
um, or express contempt. So it's like just focusing on on gratitude. I like that a lot. Um, I don't think we have that in ours. Sometimes I've rolled my eyes at, at you, if I'm being honest. But you just don't know. Whatever. I'm just kidding. No, I don't I, I don't think we have that one. Yeah. Which is good. I know which one mine is, and I'm not looking forward to getting to it. But Yeah. His is the last one. Um, defensive defensiveness is the next one. Um, it's basically you avoid any responsibility and understanding what your partner is trying to say. So it's like a form of self protection. Um, it's another way of saying like the problem isn't me, it's you. And so if you're always like not willing to accept that the problem could be you, then um, this might be your thing. So the solution would be to respond to criticism or complaints by expressing acceptance of responsibility or admission of fault, even if it's only for part of the conflict. Um, you just want to try and like deepen your understanding. Um, and yeah, that's like a, you know, taking on some of the blame, I think is just natural and part of the relationship. Do you feel like you ever have a hard time like taking on blame? No. <laughs> I go with the flow. I'm, I just take stuff as it comes, whether good or bad. That's care. true. I think I'm I'm probably defensive sometimes. Do you think I am? Sometimes, but so am I. But like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next one is stonewalling, and uh, stonewalling is the last horseman and research. <laughs> It's funny. This one's mine. <laughs> it says it's the most damaging behavior to be engaged in. That one actually, that, that sentence actually surprises me because I actually think it's probably the most common that a lot of people do. But actually, now that I think about like, I can see how it would be damaging, but luckily Josh doesn't do it a lot. <laughs> but stonewalling occurs when one uh, feels emotionally overwhelmed and with draws from the interaction shuts down and simply stops responding to the other um so basically if you <laughs> if you just like are engaging in conversation and you feel overwhelmed or like that you um just don't want to talk to the person because you're so like upset and you just basically ignore or just don't like talk um yeah that's what josh does and it absolutely drives me nuts because I'm the type of person that like I want to solve the problem like as fast as possible like I want to talk and it doesn't matter if we need to talk for like an hour like I want to talk it all out and let's just get over it whereas like uh, even recently Josh and I had like a little bit of a, um, a conversation that needed to be had and uh, it took him a long time to like be able to like have the conversation and uh, that's there's nothing wrong with that because we actually did have the conversation. I think for some people it does take longer. But if you're stonewalling for like days or I don't know, for longer than like, I don't know, like at least a couple hours. Like I understand if you need breaks, but like it's sh- I don't think it should be too long. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I love stonewalling, though. What? You're rude. The only reason why is because, and you know this, when I get mad and don't want to talk, I get in a cleaning mode and I just start cleaning things. Yeah. 
Well, some people just like like to sweep it under the rug and then try and go on with life. And like, I literally can't do that at all. I don't know how people do that. That I I don't like doing that either. But like, there's times where we've had, um, we've where we've had to have like difficult conversations, and I just don't want to have. I'm like, I need a break to process this, mm-hmm. and then you're nice enough to give me a break for, you know. Sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's an hour and stuff where I'm able to just process it and go. I don't know why I'm that way, but I just, I shut down and I'm like, I just don't even want to talk about this. I'm not saying a word. You're very patient with me in that way. (laughs) I know. I'm like, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Like, I want to say it all right now. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and Josh is like, no. I'm like, yeah, no, I plead the fifth. I don't know why we're that way, but yeah, you got to know what your person. So yeah, know what it is. Focus on the solution. Try and stop doing what the bad thing is that you do. Um, one thing that I was reading that John Gottman said that I think is actually a really good idea. If there's, if you want to like maybe just improve like even your quality time or just like feeling like you know what's going on in your partner or someone that you love's life, um. He, he said to, I, and you could modify it, but he said to set a timer for 10 minutes and like each person in the relationship gets 10 minutes to talk and they get to talk about like everything that happens to their day or like things that they're feeling and that they need. And you could even probably set it for like five minutes or three minutes or four minutes or whatever you think. And it's like that person's time to talk and just like say everything. And then it's like without really a response, only clarifying questions is is allowed. Um, And then the other person gets to go and just like say everything. Because I think that especially in today's world, like we come home from work, we're tired, we have to do dinner, like blah, 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 all this other stuff. Then we get on, we watch TV or we get on our phones and we're never really talking. And then we like miss each other's lives, you know, and like how each other's feelings and then things blow up. So I think just like, you know, being intentional, um, like my interview with Lori Allred, um, we talked, she talked about how, like, honestly, the planning sessions that she does with her husband quarterly prevents so many, um, arguments I think something like this just making sure that you're talking to your partner and they know how you're feeling in like every aspect of your life so that it will prevent a lot of like uh blow-ups or arguments or things like that so Josh and I are actually going to start doing that yes please I think it'd be fun and good (laughs) yep okay well we wanted to like keep this short but I do think we need to go out on the funny story really quick of uh the peaches one. Oh no <laughs> it's just funny and i think especially if you've had a baby i feel like if you haven't had a baby you might not understand this as well or haven't been sleep deprived at least there's no way they don't they understand this if they don't have a child yeah. it it takes you to a whole nother place yeah your communication levels have to be, you have to be so much more patient, I think, when you have a kid in the mix. And uh, anyways, so right after I had the baby, I feel like it was like the same week. I was in a lot of pain. I was just like healing. I had like a second degree tear, you know, stitches like <sighs> in places that were not good. And uh, 
I don't know, the medicine just wasn't really working. And I was really tired and Josh was tired too. And uh, I needed to go to bed, but I also needed to take my pain meds. And I was like laying in bed and I was like too tired. Like I was just level of tired where I was just like physically could not get up to like get myself some food so that I could take my meds. And so like I asked and my mouth was also really dry like I hadn't eaten anything and I I was also just so tired I don't know how to express like this level of tired that you are when you have a baby but anyways like like just so like just so you can know like sometimes I would wake up and think that Jeter was somewhere in my sheets and my brain like was just so tired I would like be digging in my bed sheets looking for Jeter and then Josh would be like, Jeter's out like here. He's not even in the bed. And like my, your brain will just like even play tricks on you. It's freaking weird. Like when you get that level of tired anyways. So I'm like laying in bed and I'm like, Josh, like, can you get me something to eat? And uh, so I can take my med, my meds because I hadn't eaten anything. And he comes back with saltine crackers and like my mouth was so dry and I was just like, really like I just started crying because I was like I can't eat saltines like my mouth is so dry I don't want saltines and Josh was like kind of butthurt by the fact that I didn't want them and I was like I just want some peaches like we have peaches in on the table and blah blah, blah. and Josh like said he was like <laughs> he was like <laughs> he's like okay I'll get you a freaking peach and I don't know why but I heard like why are you being a freaking bitch? <laughs> I thought he said the, the B word and called me the B word. And then we both just started. I started crying like hysterically because I was like, did that really just happen? Like he just called me the B word. And uh, then Josh is confused because I was like yelling at him, telling him to get out. And he was like, what? I was like, what's going on? Because I had said that and I left. Well, what happened was I was like, okay, I can make you this. I can get you this. I can get you this. And you were like too tired to make a decision. Mm. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll go get you a freaking peach. I don't know. And so I left and came back. I don't know you were crying or anything like that, right? And I come back and you're just like crying. You're like, go away. I don't want it. All this stuff. You're just mad at me. I'm like, what's going on? And yeah, you thought I'd called you a a little B word. Yep. So, uh, yeah, when you have a baby and you're really tired, oh my gosh, I feel like that really did improve our patience. It's Im- like our patience has skyrocketed, I feel like, just from having a baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. That was, I come in, I'm like, why would I ever call you that? I know. He never would. He really, really never would. Um, he rarely even cusses so anyways had to tell you that little funny communication story towards the end um if you guys like this podcast please remember to rate review and subscribe please share with your friends on instagram go ahead and give a little screenshot put it up on your instagram it really means so much to me um we have some dreams and goals for this podcast and really just any amount of sharing really helps and we love you guys so much thank you so much for listening i really hope that this benefits you and that you guys can learn from us 
Um, and yeah, we're gonna go have a good birthday with Josh. Oh yeah, baby. Let's go. Okay, thanks guys. Have a good week.